Where did Slate come from? I don't know. We're, we're and Slate, by the way. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Pork is back in Sing Sing in yes. Singapore. Yeah. What's his name? No, I don't think it is. But um, what's his name left? So I can come back. <laughs> the reason what? I left the Philippines left. <laughs> After the F1. <laughs> so, he yeah, shall not yeah. be named. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trading places. <laughs> the Filipino peso is not weak because it's weak. <laughs> it's because it's... the dollar is strong. <laughs> Oh my no, every day na lang yung ano eh. All time low, like your favorite band. Can I just say I'm so happy we went to Vegas like when the do- when the Philippine peso was okay, but now it's just plummeted. Ako naman, I have some orders na when I when I bought them, parang not so bad yet, but then when the credit card bill came, I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> Oh, they don't charge you for when you buy it. They charge you for when. No. They charge you when yeah. it ships. Billing period. But oh, the bank, the, the, the bank will use the the exchange rate when they know when they make the statement. I think. So yes, during the like, billing period. Suddenly, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so welcome to our economic podcast and uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> learning every day how inflation works and it's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> But hey, entertainment, that's what we escape with, right? When uh, going gets tough, we turn on Netflix. And at least the prices did not rise for those services. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. I'll give a free shout out to Discovery, by the way, who just emailed me and said that, hey, guess what? You got a whole year at 129 pesos, and we're going to give you another whole year for the same price. I'm like, wow, I wasn't even... I didn't even think that was coming, but I will take it gladly. I watched. Why don't we uh, figure things out? <laughs> I know. It's like I, 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 I hope that it uh, it makes it to the grand merger with HBO Go, so I can have that in the end. Well, we lay off people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, what entertained you this yeah. this last few days? Oh, Ramon, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, so it's a segue it's going viral. <laughs> Nice segue. But, uh, well, you know what? I have not enjoyed a Filipino show in a long while. I was able to binge Maria Clara at Ibarra, GMA's newest fantasaria on YouTube. I, I don't have TV anymore. Everything is, like, subscription-based. But at least they're putting episodes out on YouTube. I was able to watch four episodes. And you know what? It's It's... Fun. It's a good watch. the The premise is there's Clay played by Barbie Fortales. I think that's her name. She goes back into the pages of Nolly Matangre and meets Maria Clara and Crisostomo Ibarra and the rest of the the gang of Jose Rizal's classic piece of work. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's like a young adult show. It's pretty much like a CW show. Yes, because. <laughs> Because Barbie is, she plays, she actually plays a young nurse, so she's not teenager anymore. But she, she looks young, and I mean, it, it, it's geared towards Gen Z. And I think with that in mind, it really works because I was, you know, I was watching with Mira, and then she was asking me, oh, what, so that's what it looks like back in Spanish times. Why are they speaking Spanish? Why are they speaking deep Tagalog? So it's good to see 
with their own eyes what it looks like back during those times. So they'd spent on it as well? They apparently did. They locked in and vegan for a month, I think. Um, uh, everyone is there. Photography is great. Better than what I was expecting. Well, better than startup, which is which I saw. <laughs> the startup page adaptation. Music is good. Acting is good. Although, the, you know, if you get past the usual annoying Filipino acting tics, I don't know if you guys know what I mean, but I call it the... Palibhasa Lalaki Carmina Villarreal School of Acting, where the the be the girl How dare. raises an eyebrow. Himan nagdadabog like Hi, that. Besh. Alam mo, oh, oh, like mo that. With the, exactly. I hate that. I hate that. And some people in the the supporting cast don't know that they're back in 1889 because they have fadeaways in their haircuts and then they talk like amboys, but. Get past that. The supporting cast is good with Tirsa Cruz III. And Dennis Trillo is, once again, chef's kiss. I think he's, he's super good as Chrysostom Ibarra. Nice. How about the makeup of, uh, no, how about the makeup of Tirsa Cruz? You have to get past the uh, friar patch on his head. Oh. <laughs> so he has the bald uh, thing going for him? FBC yeah, he, they, uh... put a, they, put, they put a skull cap, they put some stray hairs, and then they tried to put eyebrows on him. So there's still a bit, I think, Filipino... You think they do that to Lee Jung-jae? <laughs> no, I hope not. But I think, I don't know, it's a good, there's some parts that they, they were scrimping on, but overall the costumes I felt were pretty good. As far as I could tell, no one was wearing a bra, which is very period specific. And wow, of see, all the things, <laughs> of all the things scene, to become. There's a scene in episode two <laughs> where they talk about bras, and it's hilarious because um, Clay, being the Gen Zer stuck in Spanish eighteen eighty nine times, is showing everyone this is what a bra looks like, and they're like, "Just me? What's that?" mga ganyan so uh, so parang funny. parang ano may pagka Connecticut kid in King Arthur's court type ano yeah 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 is Except this an original idea or an adaptation of something it is apparently an original idea by the folks over at GMA <laughs> wow it said the original the, the opening credit says from the idea of Annette Gozon so there you go how many episodes is it supposed to run that is the biggest mystery. So that's what I'm worried about because when I IMDb'd the show, it doesn't say how many episodes. And you know naman Pinoy's, right? Yeah, it yeah. might go on for 20 years if this show is successful. I hope I mean, it ends didn't, in 16. Didn't Provinciano just end at a thousand yeah, something? after yeah. like 10 years or something. But Some trivia. The director of this is Zig Dulay, mostly known for um, uh, Pare Polisako. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> A and, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that is awesome. So, yeah, I think I'll... A wait, classic it's starting... Uh... It's out all eight episodes. As far as I can tell, our eight episodes um, are, are out on YouTube. It's okay. 30 minutes. It's easy to watch. You can play it in the background. Fantastic. Uh, what about you, Ramon? Let's do Ramon. Oh, I just wanted to uh, bring up the, the fact that Little Women concluded... Uh, the Netflix, <laughs> I forget which network on Korea, but but yeah, I mean, how did you, in, did you enjoy the, the ending, the finale? Oh my, I wanted to like it. I, okay. I, I thought it was one of the, maybe the, one of the bottoms I've seen finale-wise. 
in that what it wasn't satisfying or it wasn't satisfying or uh, you didn't like the twists too many twists and turns it just became a hodgepodge of stuff it was not satisfying at all maybe they rushed it because it's just a 12 episode series versus the usual 16 i don't think they rushed it because i think it could have been shorter pangai if you're thinking or too much if i if you're thinking much. Yeah, so too much would mean it's too long parang, i feel like if it was closer to something like was squid game like nine episodes i think it could have been yeah, around then he yeah. said uh again so this is one of the first um k shows that i was actually following weekly and they dropped two episodes per week right so it felt for me i'm not gonna i don't know so but uh i felt long that the it lost steam in the last two episodes the last weekend because something crazy happens almost at the fin- at the climax as a cliffhanger, diba? and and the episode ending of ten was enough. Na oh, where are we gonna go from here? And then yun nga, it parang it does sort of lose momentum. And then eleven felt like filler. Twelve has as a finale had as you said too many twists and turns. It was almost like Lord of the Rings. Like which one is the ending? Because there's like thirteen different endings, diba? And then everyone has to be sort of given some kind of resolution. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it's not a, a show that I think is going to be one of the best uh, K-shows in my ranking, no? but I will say it was, for, for a while it was airing, really fun to watch. And it was crazy and entertaining what kind of uh, shenanigans and, and hijinks they would come up with next but it's also but it still remains one of the best shot shows that i've seen recently it's just sad i i had high hopes it started out so well and i think somewhere in the middle when they decided to just make it into this crazy ass show wait it, it just went off the rails or oh yeah like Mga episode, space. episode five six <laughs> pa lang, it was crazy na eh. uh, it was like jump the shark na talaga. but but in a in a in a crazy way in a parang what how, how is this possible but you're still following because it's like Oh well, I guess I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stay on this crazy train for a little bit more. Cork, it's to the point that I'd ask Mira what what was happening, like what the plot was now, because I I could not follow anymore. Is it but so it does, bad? It's good, or is it like just kind of bad? It's too difficult to suspend disbelief at some point. Like if I start if I start thinking of plot details, I'm sure it will collapse like a house of cards. But it, <laughs> since it's the screenwriter of Park Chan-wook, right? and then you've seen Decision to Leave and then other recent things, because Handmaiden Dinata was hers. But if you think yes, of all those, if you think of all those yeah. twists and then cram them into a show, and then it's one after the other, it's like you twist your head so much. Now you don't know where the hell you're looking at anymore. Parang <laughs> So entertaining, but also I can't make sense of this but you know it, it's like a roller coaster ride in that sense that was fun but masakit yung ulo ko I'm Riverdale maybe is it gonna be a season 2 or is that it I no, I, I don't think so. I don't think so and there shouldn't be <laughs> let's close the book on Little Women what about you Quark what entertained you <laughs> a very entertaining um, show actually gave it a shot didn't really know anything about it on, on Prime Video yeah. On where? Thank, thank you, boss. Prime video. <laughs> no, it's Chainsaw <laughs> Man. Chainsaw Man, a uh, new anime. Just came out a few days ago. It's only one episode. But it's really good. And it's it's kind of bonkers. So um, basically, it's about this like down on... 
his luck guy who's paying off his father's debt to the Yakuza. Suddenly, and he has like a pet dog who's also a chainsaw. So a pet chainsaw dog. So imagine like a dog with a chainsaw for a nose. Uh, and, then, and then, yeah, so he kills Yakuza or cuts trees for the, you know, to make some money to pay off the the Yakuza. I mean, he kills devils, sorry, and then or cuts trees. And then suddenly, like, a major devil um, decides to, who who has an army of zombies, decides to um, kill him or have him killed. And then he has no choice but to merge with his chainsaw dog who is also apparently a pet devil so <laughs> wait merge as in like as one does merge? yeah so they become one that's <laughs> so great <laughs> so it's it's i mean you know we all know anime is weird but this is much weirder but it, it feels very um i mean i think the creator was talking about influences and he's really influenced by a lot of tarantino a lot of you know the the japanese gore it's more gory than most japanese anime uh especially the ones that are you know like continuing series which are already gory in and of its uh, in and of themselves it really has a kind of like a hipster vibe where it's all like uh you know cool Akihabara or what's it what's it the uh, fashionable district again in Harajuku yeah yeah like Harajuku vibe um and yeah it's it's kind of absurd it's very absurd so it feels like you know Tetsuo the Iron Man kind of thing uh I was very I was very pleased I was just I, I mean I only saw like the animation uh in like the 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 you know those like omnibus teasers and stuff and like wow this is well animated and then i didn't expect it to be as bonkers as it is so um i don't know where this is going but i highly recommend you guys take this journey with me uh how many episodes is it um i don't even know i think uh it's probably gonna be 20 right 24 that that the usual anime number of episodes with anime shows kasi diba having learned my lesson from the betrayal of uh, <laughs> Attack on Titan I want that I'm, I'm trying to I'd rather binge it so th- this is one yeah. of the probably the most hyped anime of the season right Chainsaw Man and it's an adaptation of a very beloved manga which I think is not yet finished so is that that's why chain, OP? Chainsaw Man OP I saw that somewhere mm. Maybe. I don't know. I saw that in a, in our NSA Facebook group, actually, because someone posted about Chainsaw Man. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so, but the other show that was as hyped as this was Spy X Family, right? Yeah. But that one also had, like, a, a two-part first season. So I was, like, waiting for, okay, when is this show going to be finished? So I, can, that's, I, I think I'm going to wait for that to conclude unless it's a, a really open-ended multiple-season thing. But yeah, I've heard nothing but good stuff about Chainsaw uh, Man, the show. Yeah, it reminds me of like uh, Liquid Television, like that kind of Ooh, like vibe. Wow. Is it like, episodic? Uh, Would you know? What's Liquid Television, Tito? Like, well, oh, no. <laughs> Lolo, please tell me. <laughs> Liquid Television is a uh, anthology series in MTV nineties um, <laughs> that that premiered What's MTV? a lot of like. <laughs> the <laughs> what, home what of it? such hits such as Ian as Flux Ian Flux most uh, famously and other not so famous things like Dog Boy or whatever um, but yeah they, the feel of of Ian Flux especially the the liquid television Ian Flux where it's more like just 
weird shit than an actual attempt to tell a story. That's what Chainsaw Man feels like. We do have some Anslate folks who are happy that this is airing. And funnily enough, I was I am the being Chainsaw Man, figuring out where to watch it last night. Quark, please tell <laughs> Prime. It doesn't say Prime. It does not so, say Prime. Okay. Well, I, yes. I think Prime. It's only Prime in in Southeast Asia. Maybe that's why. But yes, uh, I Asia worldwide exclusive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had to research where, and then here you come saying bringing good tidings from <laughs> Amazon Prime. Yes. Airing. So I will say now, Prime has improved its. Uh, it's app UX and UI. Yeah. <laughs> and then programming and the, also in the past. I mean, yeah, like, dumadami yung, yung stuff on it, I noticed. Like, oh, there's more Pinoy movies. There's Oh, isn't Weather the Weather there? Weather the yes. Weather just came out. Thank you so Yon. much. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> so, yes, a, an acclaimed film. Check out our interview, watch it on Prime, and then. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, also the, the K dramas, right? And I was curious, I was asking around, like, are you whose whose translation is better, right? or whose version is better? Right? Because Reply nineteen eighty it has these scenes that aren't in the Netflix version. Oh. I'm not sure if Prime has it because it's a licensing. It's on view. It's on view though. Yeah, it's but Chimper, I want to I want to check now. I don't have. No, view, I mean the, so. there's different versions. Quark on mm. the view one is Complete. close to airing, uh, and then Netflix is super chopped. Got it. One of the things I also like I said about watching on view is that, but when you pause. There's a parang info bar that comes up that shows you the actors. That's Amazon. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What did I say? View. View. Like, oh, view. view sorry. When you pause, I don't have view. Sucks. You have to yeah. start all the way from the beginning. No. Any, anyway, so on Prime, I I, I really appreciate that uh, that feature. Na parang if I'm like, who is this actor? And then I just press pause. It's like, oh, here's the cast. Or the song fun that's fact. playing now. Yeah, fun yeah. But sometimes it's IMDb photo. Wait, wait. Fun fact: that feature is super fun with the boys. Yeah, apparently there's like uh, uh, tidbits about the history of characters oh, and well, yeah, Easter eggs. Uh, mm, <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> Watchmen. But <laughs> <laughs> yung TV. I mean, Watchmen the comic where it's like, oh, right, right. there's so much shit to read. <laughs> it it shows their their fake filmographies because some of them have appeared in like different shows or movies. Right. Ako naman, I was gonna reference like MTV Pop, so I was like, nah. Oh, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> and I think the MTV pop only happened in the Philippines. Ah, no, 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 it didn't, it didn't happen in the States. But yeah. That's when, when tidbits would pop up, right? With the what's bloop. that? Oh my God. That's the one, the bloop, bloop. And then it would be like, oh, did you Trivia. do that? I know. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, just sorry. pretending to be a Gen Z. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> so, kasi, Maria Clara at Ibarra ka naman eh. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> oh, Abesh. <laughs> I can't do it. Okay, so recently we've been actually watching movies in theaters. Wow! Except me, because in the south we are parched. No parched. I mean, aren't you, you guys near, have the best. Aren't you theater. near the best IMAX in the country? Yeah, but it changes every week. So if I can't catch, yeah, that, that's how theaters work. <laughs> right. Okay. Fine. Okay. Go. No, go but they have other theaters, right? With other stuff showing. No. Have gas, man. Okay. Bike to it. What's <laughs> near you? Anyway. We had a wealth of releases in cinemas, but you guys go. Fight or we die. Ready for war? 
one of the first things I saw recently was The Woman King, Viola Davis as action star. And it's a film by Gina Prince by the Wood, uh, a name that you might remember if you were, like me, a fan of uh, the original J.J. Abrams series, Felicity. That's where I first saw her. But she became, uh, I think, her profile went up quite a bit when she directed the Netflix original The Old Guard with Charlize Theron, which was a big hit for them, and which is, has a sequel forthcoming. But anyway, so she's finally got film in theaters again after a while, and it's based on a true story, although they had to change certain things because this apparently this tribe themselves kept slaves, but in this movie... See, Viola Davis is like, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be keeping slaves. So, on one hand, she doesn't want to portray a character who was that kind of problematic, but they also can't just erase, I guess, that, you know, that history. I mean, see, Phil said it's about as accurate as the history as Braveheart was. So, you know, uh, take of that what you will. So Hollywood, I guess, you know, but it's... Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to point out that John Boyega is really fun as the king. And um, one of the, but the most impressive acting for me uh, in the film was Lashana Lynch, who I haven't really seen since Captain Marvel. But every scene she's in in this film, she steals. And she plays kasi the sort of the, one of the right hand generals under viola davis but she's the one in charge of training the new recruits and it's so charming and funny and very it has like emotional heft and it's a it's a really fun movie that has a lot of moving parts and it's a corner of history that i'm really not familiar with so i was uh, i really enjoyed it and uh yeah it was just Great to see, like especially with Viola Davis being the Amanda Waller in in the DCE uh, films, but she's just barking orders and betraying people. She doesn't really have action scenes here. Talagang you know, she's kicking ass, taking names. Um, they're they're submitting her for best actress, right? Because of this movie. Yeah, I mean they should. I mean it's it's very much a showcase for her. It's a it's a like two and a half hours almost, and um, and. Yeah, you really sort of go through things with her. And there's even almost a contrived uh, sort of reveal in the story. But it's set up enough and well enough that it doesn't come across as like a cheap trick. So it's like, oh, okay. It works when, especially when you have like the gravitas of really great actors. And on the other hand, <laughs> we've got... <laughs> No, Take no, no, it to paradise. <laughs> questions. Uh, I have questions. Go, go, go. So I had no idea this movie existed um, until I what? saw. Yeah, I saw the trailer in the movie I'm about. I, I will be reviewing later. It's like, what? What is this? Who is this actress? <laughs> she looks so familiar. <laughs> I saw Viola, Viola Davis. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, wow, man, she really lost a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, she did. I didn't recognize oh, be, her. Oh, because Wait, her last what? film was the one with Black Panther. Yeah, no, I actually saw her. Uh, ah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Marini's Black Bottom. Yeah. Marini's Black Bottom. And then she was in Peacemaker. And she kind of, you know, I mean, she she looked, uh, how to put this? I mean, she just, yeah. <laughs> she, she looked uh, in Indisha Warrior in, Woman in mode. 
<laughs> babies just say she's a lot more fit now. <laughs> yeah, you know, parang it's like, you know, you know, the weight was lost, but you know, like, she, even my Rainy, right? She looked a little tired and, but then this is like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> um, but is this an indie? What, what, what is this? Like, no, it's a, it's a full studio picture. I think it might be It's a million Fox. dollar budget film produced yeah. by TriStar. Wow. Tristar, yeah, si Tristar. So Tristar, Tristar siya, but I remember it was on my Twitter feed for a bit because uh, people were very happy with Viola Davis as action star and it did pretty well, I think, some box office also. It did. It's it made sixty-five point seven million globally. So it, it it made bank. Amazing. I wonder if it got hurt because it looks a lot like Wakanda Forever. I just wonder if, if the crowd had to pick between spending on The Woman King or the upcoming Marvel movie. Well, they're, they're months apart naman, so hopefully they, they can stretch it unless they live in a country where inflation is running around. <laughs> yeah, like us. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not sure. What do I know? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna watch it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the fighting kasi is ano eh, it's African tribes. So it's the colonizers who have the guns. So most of the fighting is really like spears and knives and machetes. And like, whoa, this is freaky. And then actually, the warriors kasi of this tribe are women. It's so I, it might be uh, the the basis for the Dora Milaje in, in Black Panther. Precisely. What else did you see, Ramon? I'm sorry. I think your things are in my seat. Oh. Sorry. Oh, come on. You've got to be kidding me. Excuse me, ma'am. I need to sit somewhere else. We used to be married. Worst 19 years of my life. We were only married for five. I'm counting the recovery. So, on the other end of the month of the spectrum is uh, Ticket to Paradise. Which I wanted to really see. Like, comfort food viewing. But yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, a, it's yeah. a little bit uh, of that. So, it's written and directed by the director of the Mamma Mia sequel. Uh, I forget which his was name. great. It's European. Yeah, that that sequel was, was great and fun. And so this is this stars George Clooney and Julia Roberts, who are uh, big time real life friends. They starred together, of course, Ocean's Twelve, Eleven, and what else? Thirteen. <laughs> no, wala si Julia sa thirteen. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so it was like build as like you know you know a, a return to the rom coms of of your. And um, it, it tries. It's not as funny as I wish it was. It's skirt. It a lot of it because it ska- skates basically on the charm of the leads and their chemistry with one another. What about their kids? Their kids are cute too. Their kid, their one daughter is Caitlin Deaver, and she's amazing. She's great. And after a string of like very tough, intense roles, it's so nice to mm-hmm. just see her, you know, relax and kick back. It's set in Bali, by, by the way. So I just had flashbacks of uh, certain people's weddings. And oh. uh, that's, the, that's the paradise uh, in Ticket to Paradise. Kasi, so pala ko, flashbacks of Eat, Pray, Love, but much closer pala. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm glad. Hindi yan. Hindi ko napansin eh, but there oh, were some man. like weird... Hey. Well, I don't want to say weird, but there were some unfamiliar to me rituals that I was like wondering how... Sensitive is this to for the Rattlers, Indonesian for the culture, <laughs> but you know, it's it's really a beautiful location. 
So it does have that vibe, right? In that sense of like, ooh, the old rom-coms. But yun nga, I wish the jokes were a little better. You can feel, you can tell that some of the scenes were like improv style. Let's just have the pretty people say whatever because they're funny. And it not, doesn't always land. But I'm glad that there's a French dude, Lucas something. He's the, Lucas Bravo. He plays the young pilot boyfriend of Julia Roberts. And he is great. Parang, I don't really know where he's from. He's from Emily in Paris, pala. But he's a super poggy dude willing to let himself look absolutely ridiculous. And I always appreciate that. Whether it's like, you know, John Hamm or whatever. Anytime, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, or Chris Hemsworth. But yeah, he, he gets actually some of the best laughs in this. And unfortunately, lang, it's a little bit like, I think for them also, it's kind of comfort food in that they don't really need to stretch acting muscles too much. They're just obviously having fun and in this great location shooting a movie. And it's, you know, it's Julia being talk show Julia and, uh, and George Clooney doing his best bobblehead performance. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, she changed once she met Clooney in... Um, Ocean's Eleven, and she really changed for the better. But the Clooney friendship has done wonders for her. Like she's so, she she had a reputation for being not a nice girl in Hollywood, and then after Clooney, wow, okay, Georgia like Gal, best friend, yeah, yeah, Sabagay, she's the only person I know talks shit about, right? Uh, Spielberg, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we talked about this previously. Because of Hook. Hook, mm. and then all the men that she dated, yeah. and then she ditched, <laughs> and all the relationships that she ruined. Uh, so, And she's also, you know... Lyle Lovitz, the one that got away. I was watching their press interviews, and they looked like they had such a great time. Julia and Clooney were in Bali with their families together. Well, actually, mm. Julia flew without her family because they all have school and Danny, the husband, Knox's right, first right. name basis, was stuck in America. Um, so Julia would be just at the Clooney's most of the time during the shoot with mm. Amal and the kids, the twins. Oh, Amal, yes. Yeah. Amal and the twins. Amal and the twins. BFs, BFFs with Maria Rasa. Yeah. <laughs> he makes good coffee, apparently, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, this movie made $60 million globally. It, it had a budget of 30M, 40M. So I think people just wanted to watch these two titans of cinema yeah. come back in an easygoing movie. Yeah, I mean, earlier this year, there was Lost City with uh, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. And then there was also this recent trailer, Yung Shotgun Wedding with Ju- Which is uh, hilarious. Which is... <laughs> but uh, no, that's, uh, by the way, a prime... Exclusive. On Prime. <laughs> but it's Jennifer Lopez, but it's also the film where uh see Josh Dumel, right? Mm. Yeah. Josh Dumel, he, this is the movie where he replaced Army Hammer because of the cannibalism <laughs> <laughs> scandal broke. <laughs> I'm actually excited to see this movie because the trailers is bananas. Yeah, but January pa, no? And it's got Jennifer oh. Coolidge with a machine gun. So yeah, I'm As looking the mom. forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's like a rom-com adventure movie more like the lost city actually because that had brad pitt and it was like sort of like romancing the stone type na you know enemies yeah on the run. ticket to paradise is kind of like a nancy myers attempt but right in, right because it's also islands. they're also kasi, 
well, I never, I never give the plot now, but basically it's a, it's a long divorced couple who are, it's a, it's also a very, you know, uh, warmed over plot where they, they're trying to cancel basically or break this seemingly shotgun wedding of their daughter to this Indonesian hunk played by Maxim Boutier. And, uh, yeah, but of course, you know, will they I just can't believe get back in their the... relationship? You know, but it's, when was uh, the last Clooney movie? Uh, wasn't it the one he directed for Netflix, that science fiction thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was he? Yeah, yeah, he was there. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one, last one I could remember, anyway. You're right. But it's nice seeing him, like, being charming man again. <laughs> this charming man. Yeah, parang, parang he was like, so on, it's a pandemic, and he was like, I want to go to Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love these things, these movies where, like, oh, let's just have a fun time, and... I'm about to do something that could cost me my life. The cuckoo is in the nest and the cuckoo is about to be trapped. Cuckoo. Alright. Well, before we get to our the main thing we're gonna discuss, I did see Amsterdam in Rockwell. Mm. When I was there, and I, I, I'm actually shocked at the reviews. I really, I, I quite like the movie. Um, so mm. Amsterdam, oh, yeah. So Ooh, Amsterdam it... is um, David, David O'Russell. Russell, and uh, basically, it's it's an all sarcast with uh, with Christian Bale and um, uh, Margot Robbie and um, Denzel's kid. Wait, what's his name? John. John David Washington. <laughs> yeah, John David Washington. Actually, there's a there's a lot of them. Um, it's it's very star studded. You have Taylor Swift is actually there. Anya Taylor Joy. Of course, De Niro has to be there because he's always. Um, in David O'Russell movies, Mike Myers, Rami Malek, Chris Rock, Timothy Oliphant, Zoe Zaldana. Um, yeah, so so really good cast. And after I saw the film and liked it, I looked up both the Rotten Tomatoes and the Letterboxd reviews. And it's like um, like a two and a half uh, average. Um, I think it's even Rotten and even more Rotten in Rotten Tomatoes. Um but yeah, it's been a while since um, David O. Russell, right? Like, when was his last movie? Was it Joy, I think? It may have been Joy. Um, and uh, with, 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 uh, which was 2015. So, you know, to be honest, I, I missed O. Russell. I, I really love Super Nanny's Plumbing. Yes. Uh, I love The Fighter. Uh, one of my favorite movies of 99 is, is Three Kings. So, you know, I, I even American Hustle, which I was like... Uh, you know, I still don't understand. <laughs> I've seen twice. And, you know, there's always something to to expect. You know, there's always something that you learn, I guess, from from watching old Russell, right? Um, but, but why is he so divisive amongst well, actors? You either love working with him or hate working with him, like Clooney. Because he can be a, a bit of a pill, eh, right? Like, there's yeah. that very famous... A bit? <laughs> No, because you know, there's people like Bale who are like super in love with even the combativeness. Right? Because Bale has talked about how you know, see him and uh, O'Russell have gone days without speaking to each other on set because of a fight. <laughs> Pero for Bale, it, it works 
for him, you know what I mean? And then for some people, that's the kind of love he likes. It's just not, uh, it just doesn't work. There's a very famous clip that were where yeah. uh, someone filmed his screaming match with um, Lily Tomlin in I Heart Huckabees. And that was really like intense to watch. And then um, people are like walking out of the set. Oh, oh. like Dustin Hoffman is right on yeah. on the in the shot, and he's like, "What the hell?" He's like, he became Rain Man again. Eh? And then, <laughs> yeah, he was like talking to himself. And uh, yeah, and then you know, it's it it's come out also that he has he suffers from something. I'm not sure. It's uh, I don't know if it was bipolar or something. But th- th- this came out around the time. Uh, of silver linings because it was explained that that was the backstory of why he was interested in this story was because he was he had suffered from some of the same symptoms as uh, as what the characters are going through in that film. But uh, the problem also with Amsterdam is besides the fact that it seems to have been marketed poorly, it also was coming out around the time that emerged tong stories of of. Of o. Russell groping his niece. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, un- something like that. We talked about it on the Telegram group, but like, what happened there? Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure of the details, but yeah, parang apparently he groped his niece. His niece, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And... So of course, that's uh, that's a big. Uh, that's gonna be a big story, no matter what you do, no matter oh, how man. stacked your cast is. Medyo kawawa si Taylor, no? Like her projects, her. Her, her film choosing projects haven't been, uh, yeah, have not been lucky basically. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean the, the story is basically that there there are three friends who met during World War One, um, and you know John David Washington and and Margot Robbie, uh, their characters kind of fell in love, but then they were all separated, um, and then they they kind of come together again because. John David Washington and and uh, Christian Bale's character witness a murder and are framed for it. So they 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 seek out uh, Margot Robbie for for help and uh, it's you know it's like uh, the misadventures of this trio. So it, it feels very Cohen-y. It's like Cohen's by way of David O. Russell, like you know, it's the medium shots and the the little there's there's something weird and different about the acting kind of thing um, and. It's 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 very different from from his usual work. Um, it's still uh, flashy. It's still stylish, but in a different way. Um, like if if the last few films were like I'm gonna ape Scorsese, this is I'm gonna ape uh, the Coens. Um, Which is interesting, though, because the Coens basically aren't doing their thing anymore. Yeah. They split up for one, right? and then ibang style na rin, eh? Yeah, and um, well, I I mean the only complaint honestly I had about the the film was that it, it seemed like they're, they they had everything going for them. Like, oh, we need to meet this person. We need to meet um, Robert De Niro and he'll help us. And like, they meet him very easily and he helps them right away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, like there's no, there's no stakes. There's almost no stakes. No obstacles. No drama. No obstacles. But it's just like, oh, you know, it's it's more about the friendship and them like hanging, ah. which is great. I mean, you, you make it sound almost like Wes Anderson. <laughs> almost even, yeah, yeah. There there are touches of of Anderson. Um, and then I realized that on this this is the movie where I realized I have a schoolboy crush on Margot Robbie. Talagang 
kinikilig ko whenever I see her on she's screen. She's so pretty. Yeah, she's no, so she's pretty. so pretty and she's so charming, right? She's so... Yeah. Um, Lovable. Yeah, you can... Like, I mean, there was a scene where she's like side by side with my my hall pass, Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, parang, like, forget Anya Taylor-Joy. I love this woman. <laughs> You're like the meme. You're the meme of the guy in a checkered shirt yeah. with Anya Taylor-Joy and looking, uh, looking back at Margot Robbie. Yeah. That's you. Margot, yeah, no, she's great. She's so magnetic. I love her. What up? And then, you know, like, I'm a sheep late, Marilyn, Man- uh, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. <laughs> um, no, but she's going to be Barbie, which is going to be fun. Yeah. I know it's just it's just great watching great actors do their thing, and you know this this is like wall to wall good actors. I mean, we we mentioned the laundry list, but Michael Shannon is also here. Uh, Andrea Riceboro is also here. So um, it's uh, parang holy shit, grabe yung ano yung yung talent and it's and um, ah right yeah, yeah yeah this actually was interrupted pala by pandemic. Yeah, that's and why it was Bale so expensive. It's great. Like Bale has two kind of like speeches where I'm brought to tears, <laughs> and I'm like, "Man, this guy really needs a best actor." <laughs> uh, which, which I hope at least he gets a nomination for this because it's because uh, he's really standout in in this film. Tapos, tapos Thor: Love and Thunder is nominated, no? <laughs> oh yeah, what an MVP this year, no? See, Sid Bale. <laughs> So this movie has a 33% Rotten Tomatoes rating. Terrible. And it only made $6.4 million so far. Ooh. It's almost 100M, right? the, the yeah. budget. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it might not be a good sign for the Gilded Age stuff because we have Babylon coming out pretty soon also, right? Yeah. Is Babylon uh, not attached to a streamer? I'm not sure. We'll see how they run is kind of like Maybe the closest comp for this, like um, you know, murder mystery, who done it, and that, yeah. I didn't see how they run is is a British production, right? That's why parang almost zero yung marketing budget. Yeah. So, sayang. Yes, it's, I, I enjoyed myself. I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think if you decide. To oh, watch I just it. I just wanted to add because I remember now speaking of. George Clooney earlier. George Clooney and David O. Russell's fight on Three Kings is also epic. You remember that <laughs> yeah. one? Is that on YouTube, you think? No, no, no this one wasn't uploaded. this one wasn't filmed. But the stories is both of them because they have been talking about it. Eh. And then basically Clooney said, right? if I ever see O. Russell in person again, I'm gonna punch him in the face. <laughs> he the guy. Yeah, yeah because, because he, ano, diba? he tackled him, eh, right? Like, yeah. Because O. Russell oh. was like you know, like bullying super dressing down. some PA. Yeah. He was so antagonistic. Yeah, yeah. No, and it was like a grip or something, like a, uh, a crew person. Uh, and, uh, no. and you know, Clooney's an all around nice guy. He's so chill. He just wants uh, an easy set. Yeah. He doesn't like directors who are bullies. So Much like Olivia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want that combative energy. Ah, uh, yeah. No, no, none of that in mm. Olivia Wilde sets. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see a Clooney Olivia Wilde. Pero hanapin mo Mel yung ano? Hanapin mo yung David or Russell Lily Tomlin fight. Yeah, I'm sure so ma- There are actually you. two of them, no? Oh, oh. <laughs> there's one in the classroom and there's one in the car. <laughs> and in the car, hey. it's just him on the PA system. 
Grabe, wala pang, yeah. wala pang cancel culture noon, no? I mean, these fights, uh, we'll just read about it on People and Us Weekly and be like, ah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not even sure if I saw it on YouTube. It's, far, it's so far back. Yeah. It might have yeah, been no, like no, one no. of those. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it and I had to find it through some other. But it is oh, on YouTube parang, now. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> remember, <laughs> dial-up era pa yata. To quark na parang, <laughs> para check out this QuickTime video. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Real. And it won't play. And it won't play on your laptop. Oh, parang wala akong codec. Kailangan ko mag-update. Oh my gosh. Ano yun, kuya? I hope I hope Amsterdam drops in a streamer just so people can catch it. Yeah, yeah. parang if it bombs this this hard so soon, they seem to just drop it agad on the, ano, diba? on the digitals. Please come. Don't abandon me. She's coming. Men grow cold as girls grow old. And we all lose our charms in the end. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of blonde bombing. <laughs> blonde bombing. A blonde. Blonde. So, what do you guys think? So, saying? we've all seen on Netflix. it, finally. Yeah. On well, Netflix. Yeah. Blonde on Netflix. Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe fictional, quote-unquote... Atrocity! ...documentary, anyway. a fictional biopic of Marilyn Monroe. Why? Directed That's my by? question. Directed by Andrew Dominic. Written for the screen by Andrew Dominic, an adaptation of the Joyce Carol Oates fictional book. Technically not a biopic, right? Not a biopic. It's a liber- liberated take. It's still a fictional. Take? It's fictional, but it's still, I think, a biopic. Okay, so that's your stand. Director of uh, one of my favorite, Chopper. one of my favorite titled movies ever, The Assassination of Assassination of by the Coward. <laughs> oh, Robert that's Ford. true. That's also him, and I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Super good. Movie. Killing me Even softly, killing, right? yeah, yeah. Killing them softly. Yeah. Yeah. His first with uh, Brad, which became a, a sort of partnership because you know they were in Jesse James and Plan B produced this one. Alio nga how there's only two logos at the beginning, right? It's just Netflix, right, right. Plan B, but yeah. <laughs> it's one of Netflix's big. You know, well, they were hoping it was gonna be one of their big Oscar hopefuls Seven for this year. Seven minutes. The ovation over at Venice or whatever yeah. film fest. It was? Yeah, but they gave it the Joker then, so who cares? <laughs> Wait, okay, I was I've been bugging you guys to watch this ever since it dropped. Because when the day it dropped, I, I put it on the telly. And uh I was quite disturbed, but you mm-hmm. guys from the male perspective, I wanna hear it. In one word. Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it really like it boggles the mind that he had that they had to make a fictional biopic of Marilyn Monroe that was pretty much like I mean it's it's MMK, right? It's basically MMK but with lush black and white cinematography oh, and no art. <laughs> and non-linear cutting. <laughs> Di lang non-linear, talagang walang hand holding eh. You know, suddenly yeah. the Suddenly, the two guys in the throuple are gone. Suddenly, she's married to the a- the ex athlete. Suddenly, she's married to Arthur Miller. Parang wow. Parang if you're if you're expecting any helpful like, kaya nga na inis pa ako yung every now and then randomly lalabas yung year. Like wow, way to help me with that, de ba? <laughs> parang 
thanks for this one. Jesus Christ, hindi yung, hindi yung ginawang montage na lang yung, oh, all these other movies that I also made pala. Yeah, did they even mention the name Joe DiMaggio and... No, no. They, they refer oh. to him as the ex-athlete. Yeah. And the playwright um... and the president. Hindi, pero oh. at least yung playwright, the Arthur Miller appears in, in text on screen. Diba? Pero mm. DiMaggio is never identified, basically. And the funny thing is about that guy who plays JFK. He's played JFK in other things, I think. Oh, he has? I think so. Parang he's got that face na parang, unfortunately, it's kind of a curse, diba? Parang, yeah, you're Kennedy. <laughs> so, so this movie was rated NC-17. Um, which and you is know like immediately huge... for, which, for which scene. Eh, no? Yeah. So I guess that's part of the intrigue now. Okay, well, why, why is it NC-17? It's on Netflix. Can't believe Netflix isn't even like safeguarding this. With its younger viewers. And, uh, wow. So, yeah. What do you... <laughs> I'm and, still like... I hate this movie so much. And, but Miguel uh, Lutu gave it four stars. And another wait, wait. why is... Hmm. Uh, why the hell? Ana Dema Armas. What a terrible acting... Yeah, what a terrible casting choice. I, 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 I don't want... I, sh- I think huh? she's the best part of the film. No! She's like... Uh, <laughs> really? I mean, maybe she's the best part of the film. Because the rest of the film is not... <laughs> But I mean, you know, I mean, she has her moments. She's so gorgeous, though. She's gorgeous. Damn. Um, But you know, like, yeah, like, why did they cast her? I mean, it's it feels like a drag impersonation of Marilyn Monroe. That's what it feels like. Is it the accent that keeps creeping up? It's not just accent, but it's like you know, like basically, she's so focused on on all the affirmations. Yeah, on all the... Marilyn doesn't exist. When I come out of my dressing room, I'm Norma Jean. Like, like, it's like, right? It's like a... The word has dreaming in it. And it's so she still has the accent sometimes, like, and man has begun. Like, so it just, it just takes you out. Like, um, the, the accent is still there. She does not sound like a real person, but basically... How Marilyn acts when she's on screen. On screen, um, yeah, exactly. No, so, but I think that's yeah. the point, though, right? I mean, I think that's what they're going for. Nah. I don't know what they're going yeah, for in this movie, yeah, but, um, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> she, I, I felt she was the bright star of the, of the film. Maybe it's because the film was complete garbage to me and she's the only one I stayed for, but... Oh, explain me yung, yung complete garbage and why atrocity. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think as a woman... As a female no, no, on, on this platform, it, it's just so offensive to watch this movie. And, and sadistic and really just unnecessary to put so many things that will really rile up women. The constant abuse, no redeeming factor. The constant toplessness of Marilyn for no reason. I mean, who cares if in real life she's apparently always topless? But it, I don't know. It, it just shouldn't be that way, right? Um, and I hated the... There's a scene where the fetus talks back. I, it's not not that I am, like, anti or pro. I'm always pro-choice, right? But you can't, you can't do that on screen. Where, where you guilt-trip people into thinking, oh, and this is why you deserve all these miscarriages because you killed me, blah, blah, blah. It just... I, I know Andrew Dominic was trying to go the Pablo Laron way of, you know, imagining a fantasy for these iconic women. 
pero at least si Laram may care. He, there's care, there's empathy for the, the females, for Jackie O, for Diana, for Marilyn. Andrew Dominic was just, let's just kick her. Let's keep kicking her. Let's keep kicking this corpse. That's it. There's no redeeming factor. Yeah, and I mean, like, like basically, like the producer thing or the um, anytime she gets like taken advantage of, was that was that real? Was that did that happen in real life or? Look, I don't think her her life has been perfect, right? She's been abused as a kid, foster home to foster home. She probably was taken advantage of as a starlet growing up, but she's. I feel that she's always owned her agency a little bit. She she started her own production company. She demanded more pay. She outed a person who abused her on set. So it's not like she's a completely helpless woman who's like always looking for daddy. Mm-hmm. Marilyn's a Mar- Marilyn's Marilyn because she was smart enough with her career as well. So and I was so disappointed that Andrew Dominic failed to put that on screen. You know what I would have loved to see a movie about the making of Some Like It Hot. Because she she went off the rails in that movie, and battling demons. Sana dun na lang siya na concentrate. Oh no! Parang it's like three hours of her just saying, "Ano? Daddy, I'm Norma Daddy. Jean. <laughs> I'm that's Marilyn. I'm Norma Jean." <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. We get it. <laughs> There's a reason why she is a superstar for age, and not because she's like what big boobs. She was really smart about her choices as well. So, and voila, it's just nothing on screen. There, that's my soapbox. Ikaw, <laughs> Ramon. Ako kasi, I'm not entirely resolved yet, actually, about my my feelings, I guess. On one hand, nagulat ako na I didn't pause the entire time. I, I, I tried to make that a thing naman talaga if I'm watching something I'm, I'm looking forward to, right? Is to, because it's so tempting there's so many distractions especially if it's on the streamer and you're just at home. But I said, okay, let's see if I can do this almost three-hour film without pausing. And I did. The, when you guys were talking about the best thing about the movie, for me talaga, it's the visuals. It's super great photography. And um, it, wasn't, it wasn't Deacons, uh, right? Because Deacons where he worked with on Jesse James. And, but, uh, when I was reading a little bit about the film, so much of the look pala, one of the things, uh, one of the sort of touchstones for them was to base basically the scenes around very famous photographs of that era. And you can see it very clearly. Mm-hmm. They really try to get that, the lighting, the color down, the clothes, the hair, everything. And it speaks a little bit to what Quark complained about na parang uh, the performance of Ana de Armas is a little closer to mimicry than sort of an interpretation, I guess, of, 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 um, of the person, who, the real-life person. But there's always that push and pull right, when you're playing someone, not just a real person, but someone super familiar to many people who've watched the movies. Um, I thought Ana was great in the sense na fully committed and it was weird lang every now and then the accent would slip, but I felt like that was probably a thing where I think her accent got better over time, but they were probably shooting it out of continuity, right? Not in a linear sense. Um, but there is this aspect where I'm like, I'm so dazzled by the craft 
na it lets me forget na there are moments that I'm like feeling that this is kind of torture porny. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like mm-hmm. what Mel said na parang it, it's just kicking her and it's like yun nga kasi it feels like what Joyce Carol Oates and Dominic were really interested in to the absence of all the other stuff was just how kawawa I guess the 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 figure of Norma Jean was whether it's her uh fucked up childhood or the abuse how she was objectified and it felt like yun nga, there should have been I, I wish there were other notes I didn't feel naman though that the the toplessness actually wasn't distracting for me it it kasi it there's only really one scene where it's kind of titillating diba but the other times it's kind of freakish and um almost horrific there's a scene where she wakes up with just blood in her bottom half and they don't even refer to it they just cut it out this is, and then and there's also a sort of uh, nightmare quality diba, where in that scene where she wakes up and then there's actually someone in the room with her that kind diba? of freaked me out diba? and yeah so th- those were those those are, there are those scenes now it's just I think because they're so concerned with not holding your hand through it it can be so exhausting and difficult to go through um, I think she was like uh, sort of an innocent na abused and had all these things happen to her but there was also this changing point definitely with the miscarriage and then the introduction of substance abuse na sort of breaks her brain and that colors the entire last hour but yeah I mean it's just it can be it does remind me of ano eh, it, my problem kasi with Jesse James is I also like that movie but it is very cold it's narrated by by Casey Affleck's character who kills um, Brad Pitt's Jesse James, and it's beautifully shot. Again, it's long, it's languorous, it's 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 uh, it's pacing is is a slow burn. But like Blonde, it's also sort of um, clinical and cold, and there's a there's very much a remove where because the style is so flashy and and precise. Na you're wondering what's the that that the style is the concern over the character in the frame, and so it it's kind of emotionally cold, and then yun nga, at the end I I wish lang I wish that also that there's a sort of reveal about the the dad and the letters that it shouldn't have had that kind of emotional weight for me because like first of all everyone can see that coming naman but also it kind of cheapens the end, eh, if you should get my meaning. Na parang, I was surprised when the credits started. Like, huh? This is this is <laughs> where they chose to end this three-hour movie? Like, it could have ended at all these other places with a little more emotional uplift. But it's like, okay. So, super, you know, super art lang talaga na, to the point that it flattens the humanity, which is maybe what a lot of people were really hoping to see in this kind of prestige faux biopic art pong art yeah grabe <laughs> with embers and uh, ashes and all that <laughs> just appearing oh. everywhere <laughs> but there are some bravura sequences diba? I mean like yeah. inya, yung walking in and out of the, the burning home um, the, that, that super phantom camera uh, sequence with the famous uh, skirt blare flaring up um, 
Yeah, there's it's so many. It's like a hot premiere. I love that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They shot it like a horror film. Yeah, the bus of parang daming mananahon na ano shots dito. Pero at what cost? Nga yun parang it it does have um, this feeling of losing the forest for the trees. Kumbaga. Mm, yeah. Nice one. I like that one. Kaya to pa chance si Anna Dermas for for nomination kahit pa paano and definitely photography maybe even score Nick Cave and Warren Ellis it's really eerie and that was one of the more consistent things Julian Nicholson was also kind of very scary uh, who else? I didn't know Adrian Brody was in this so that was like oh <laughs> well when my parents asked if they should watch this Marilyn Monroe movie, I said, no, don't watch it, dear Opus Dei parents. You will not like it. <laughs> who is, uh, uh, who is um, Norman Jean's dad supposed to be? And is that a real, the, the real dad? Or? I thought they were hinting at Howard Hughes, but I don't no, know. No, it's not him. He's Either. just uh, like a grip in the MGM studio or something. Like that. One of the studio people. Yeah, but why, why the big house on the hill? Parang why that story? That's just a liberty that I think Joyce Carol Oates made. But in real life, her yeah. But dad even if it's a liberty in in real life, but in in the story, who who was who was the psycho mom alluding to? It had to be a, like oh. a big time figure, diba? I don't know. Not Howard Hughes. I thought Maybe it was Howard actually Hughes. Clark Gable because <laughs> it kind of looked like him. Or um, parang Orson Welles ish yung face niya. I can see the Clark Gable. Alright. But yeah, I guess like, but, you know, people can watch it just to see the NC-17-ness of it all. I think they just got that rating because of that big blowjob scene at the end. Towards the end. Yeah. But yeah, Blonde, if, if you guys have a hankering to see other Marilyn Monroe movies, I guess my meet with Marilyn? I don't know. And that's a Marilyn Monroe documentary on Netflix. Maybe I'll watch that. And I mean, at least the tapes. it made me more interested in Marilyn Monroe. At least that, that's what it did. So, Well, Mira and I watched Some Like It Hot last night. <laughs> <laughs> both, My both, kid. Both me and Quark exactly went, went to the same conclusion. And I go, oh, no. <laughs> what kind of mother are you? Not, not, not that <laughs> so much. No, 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 blonde. We thought you were showing her blonde. No, no, no. But funnily enough, when we were searching some like it hot, may mga porn titles na the oh. same. Or, oh my gosh, no, not that, not that. But uh, we watched it, we watched it, and her questions were like, Mommy, why is it black and white? Mommy, are they speaking English? And Mommy... I don't understand what they're saying. So, <laughs> this, yeah. But not the cadence of classic movies made me realize you need yeah. subtitles on if you're not used to it. <laughs> and that All wraps right. it up, yes. guys. Watch out for our next step, which is our horror, our best our horror. Our animal horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. Super excited. It's been a good year for her, I think. Yep. Yes. Okay, bye. Okay, bye guys. Bye.